Hey, it's Chapeau Claudette for Life is a Hat Party. This is episode 91, a spontaneous episode because someone just asked me about my past life. And even though I've written about it on a Medium blog and I've made a few videos and (laughs) I've done a couple of podcasts, no one ever asked me to do those things. And it's good for me to tell the story because every time I tell it, I discover something new about it. And tomorrow, I'm quite excited because I'm going to see a exhibition of the work of one of my past lives. And I'm going to meet a woman who wrote a book about this person. And I'm very excited about it because when I first found out about my past life and I wrote to this woman who's very busy, I didn't get a reply back. And so it would have it. Somebody knew her and anyway, by some chance I've got a ticket and I'm going to see her tomorrow and I want to give her this story. It's supposed to be a book signing for her book, which I can't afford, but I can give her something, which then is a present, right? So just not to make it so long and drawn out, um, I would have to say that the clues came to me after I discovered that the name I had chosen for myself as a actor's name or like a public professional name was linked to a theater performance, which was called Chapography. The artist name that I had chosen because I had written down as well on the day, it was in March 1991 or 92, that I chosen the name Chapeau Claudette. And when I found there was a name, a theater piece called Chapography, I was of course curious. It was in 93, I had gotten a book uh, on my birthday, my 30th birthday. And that is 26 years ago. At the time, I did not know where it would lead me. I just started researching and found out that the person who invented chapography actually had a love interest or a piece of work that he performed in the theater in Paris. And it was called The Love of Tabaron and Isabel. And Isabel is the name of a hat that I designed in the 80s, actually before I changed my name to Chapeau Claudette. So that was the second bit of coincidences, I used to call them, where I started searching for what this all meant and, oh, didn't really believe in reincarnation because I like to think of mathematics and math. And even though I believed in astrology because I thought it was correctly uh, calculated and I found out later it wasn't, but at the time, Anyway, what happened from 1993, this is like um, situations, never any dreams, never anything to remind me of my past life. Um, Just so many crazy coincidences like this man Tabaron's um, name translates to outlandish and my last name is Outland. And, of course, the hat was similar that they performed chapography in was similar to the hat that I named Isabel, which was shock. Um, And the woman, a woman named Isabel from Paris, found me the original book where this piece was written in. And the book is from 1868. Tabaron lived in, he performed in 1622. To tell you the truth, I wasn't that keen to be reincarnated as Tabaron because he was known as a theater performer, a street performer, and that he used to just use that theater to draw people in so he could sell them what they called quack medicines. I could imagine they could have been homeopathic medicines. Then, I don't know, nobody says. In any event... I thought it was all French, but there wasn't. it wasn't really clear where all this came from. And I kind of left it, but whenever I could, I would research. 
about trying to find some link. Who was Tabaron? It was also a professional name. It wasn't the name of the person. And I found out his name was Jean Solomon. So I started looking for the last name Solomon. Ended up Solomon Islands and things. I don't remember really coming across the Charlotte Solomon at the time. Until uh, about 22 years ago. Or was it? Must have been. Uh, I realized by walking in my street that there was a plaque for a Charlotte Solomon. And I thought, oh, that's like John Solomon. And I think I thought it was just a coincidence. It wasn't until later, and I don't remember the timeline, that I realized that that birth date of this Charlotte Solomon was the same date that I left my home country of America the date, the 16th of April. And coincidentally, because it was around the time I discovered I was about to leave Berlin, where I had lived for 11 years, to move to London. And by chance, that was also going to be on April 16th. So I was like, ooh, that's so weird. So she was in my peripheral, Charlotte Solomon, but I was thinking, you know, another coincidence. What does this all mean? I don't know. And I don't remember researching I was moving I don't know but in any event the beauty of the story is after you know knowing that I need to value this hat Isabel and getting into sky astrology which meant going to Egypt and looking in the stars and finding a mathematical way to make sense of astrology that western tropical isn't mathematical and I don't follow that anymore I follow what I can see in the sky with my eyes and that correlates with sky astrology. Anyway, um, falling upon difficult times and my friends were like, oh, you, you know, you have so much to offer. You should do your hats again because they weren't really keen on me doing stuff about um, stuff about uh reincarnation or astrology now at that time I thought all these dates and this connection and and um I found some similarities in my family story that was similar to Charlotte Solomon which is a history of uh suicide and that's been a real story in my family as well so but my friend said you know research your hats and she was telling me what to do so I said okay um I wanted to do an app for my sky astrology for venture capitalists because astrology is back in and I didn't want people to be following the old astrology because it's not updated as I can say it's not 3d it's it's not ready for the new paradigm it doesn't give light workers or people who really are in tune access to the energies that are omnipresent Due to the intergalactical interaction between Earth and the energies. Anyway, um, so I started researching again. So I was like, let me, you know, research about my Isabel hat. Let me, you know, there had been some talk that maybe, you know, wasn't French, this theater, and actually originated from Italy. So for the first time, I put in Isabel Italy. And Lord and behold, there on my um, computer... At 17.50 on a particular day, 29th of August, was a person who looked like me. Her name was Isabel. And come to find out, Isabel was not just a stock character, which was the implication with Chapography and these, this book that I have, this work of um, Tabarons, but that she was a real person and that she wrote amazing stories and that she probably wrote that book. And that she could, she didn't need a hat to play different characters, which is what I, Chapography is. I hadn't mentioned that. Chapography is to graphically change a hat to be different characters. And this is what this Tabaran guy did in the 1600s. And then it was brought again in the 1800s by someone else used it as an intermediate entertainment in theater. But actually, originally, Isabel, who was born in 1584, 62 and died in 1604 uh, she could do that by speaking six languages and 
using her body and mask and puppets. They also say that was the origin of Punch and Judy. Haha, which is all opening up in a film recently I saw now. Because also I recently started doing the theater pieces again, which I started when I came to London. And in the same week, I was at the opening of the Charlotte Solomon exhibition. So these things come in cycles. But back to when I saw this picture of Isabel, I just screenshotted it. That's why I know the time. And I kept researching because I was like, well, you know, that may be a fluke. That's not scientific. That she looks a little bit like me, is it? So kept searching. And then I realized that I had some transit coming astronomically. And I ran the time later, I think a day later, the same day, I don't know. And I saw that that was exactly on the um, degree and arch minute of a sensitive point in my in my chart. And that's when I knew two things. One was that I was connected to Isabel. And two, that um, my astrology, sky astrology system was a valid one. And that's kind of when my life changed and I felt more confident. And I really put myself out there doing more. Um, Sky astrology uh, consultations, really connecting people with their true selves and essence. And then on October or something, I found some information. Because every time you Google something, you find something different. I found information that Isabella Andrelini, she's called, used to play different roles. And one of them was the role of an astrologer. And I just all fell off my chair. So there's just so many coincidences. But my hypothesis is this, because Charlotte Solomon uh, died in Auschwitz, unfortunately. She was pregnant. And Isabel Angelini died in childbirth. And they both were in Paris before they died. Well, not in Paris, um, in France. Isabel was from Venice, one of my favorite cities. And Charlotte was from Berlin, a city, my second home where I finally turned 21 in Berlin and lived there for 11 years. I lived in the same street that Charlotte lived in. I produced one of my little videos, and I edited one night in that house without knowing the story before. That happened this back in the 80s. Um, i just been finding, retracking the story. To co- and we look alike so many times, and um, I'll put some pictures up or if you search Charlotte Solomon in my name, you'll find the videos of the pictures I've put up. So tomorrow I'm going to see uh, this writer who talks about, you know, why nobody remembers Charlotte Solomon. Because her work is just being celebrated, even though, you know, it's an amazing piece of work. It's really a storyboard for her life and so many coincidences that I are so personal to me so personal but one I have to share because it is really a personal one is I had always wanted to to make love under the stars I haven't yet <laughs> anyway there's a drawing that Charlotte Solomon makes with her lover and she, they're lying down and she's pointing to the sky and she's like look there's Jupiter there's Io and when I was in the room it was just indescribable I felt very emotional it's very, very, and I when I talk about Isabel and and Charlotte now, I get very emotional. I get very warm, and this is the people that are connected to me. I know it in my heart, and I am trying to do the best I can to survive for their memory to to research and bring out the reality that Isabella was responsible for a lot of um, literary work and ideas. The concept of chapography or being able to mime, to improvise, and to be different characters. And she did it without a hat. So the story may be the love between Isabel and, and Tabaran or Tabaran trying to impress Isabel by changing his hat because he was trying to impress the very person who could act different characters and one of her favorite plays is The Divine Madness of Isabella, where she's asked to tell her life story. And she tells it by portraying and taking on the personalities of 20 people in her life. 
and it's all about life because my tagline for my company is life is a hat party i've had it since the 90s and charlotte solomon's body of work that she's remembered for all her life is called life or theater yeah and theater runs all through this story and i'm trying to do the best i can to keep it alive and i really am hoping that somebody will you know a journalist will investigate it or i can write about it in a book so i can keep funding you know the time it takes to to research this to prove you know and to help others which i'll end with this i've been able to help two others by uh correlating the sky astrology data and times where they realized or came in contact with someone that they were in their past lives and the pictures show it where do i have those pictures i have it on a video somewhere maybe i'll post it around or just ask me at claudette at ilovehats.com so that's a little quick story i've got to do my podcast Ooh, really quick to say where the heavenly bodies are on this new moon in scorpio on november 26 2019 thank you so much for listening if you have any questions are you think you have a past life and you want me to run the figures which i do for free let me know take care Part two, I need to add because the reason I did this podcast is to answer a question someone had asked me about my past life. And it came from a a post that someone put in saying that they didn't know why they were cleaning in the evening and they didn't feel like cleaning during the day. And a couple of us chimed in and said, that happens to me, that happens to me. And I did find that I believe is... The reason that I felt that way, one is because my first incarnation, Isabella Angelini, had seven or eight children and was a writer and an actress and they used to travel from probably by, you know, horse or something in the late 1500s from Venice to France and Paris. And I always felt that when I was going somewhere, when I was traveling, I would clean up and be really like, I'm going somewhere, I'm tidying up. I didn't know where that came from. I think that comes from that lifestyle of being in a traveling group and must having, you know, seven or eight kids to organize and being really tired during the day or whatever because I used to really fall asleep a lot. With the kids, I was always tired. Another explanation could come from the fact that uh, the second incarnation, Charlotte Solomon, was killed in a gas chamber and sometimes I can just drift off like I, you know, like I don't have control over it at all. It's just like I'm under some spell. And that happens to me quite a lot. It's been happening to me for years as well. So um, just really like kind of passing out, not even really tired, just pass out in that case. And Charlotte Solomon, she didn't grow up like none of my people really got old or not the ones I know, like Isabel died at 42 with these kids. She got married um, at 16. She fell in love at 14 to the same man. And um, Charlotte was 26 when she died. And she just was pregnant with her first child who died as well. So I don't think I came with a lot of experience um, (laughs) with, you know, taking care of children, taking care of myself, being like a typical housewife, definitely not. Even Charlotte had a nanny. Her mother killed herself when she was eight years old, so her mother left her. My mother worked all the time, all these um, similarities. So that's why I, you know, that's given me clues. It's made me feel a bit better about the fact that I did have these symptoms. Now I know or have a hypothesis from where they come from. Yeah, so that's that. Um, Thank you all for listening, and uh, thank you for the prompt from the Facebook group, I don't remember your name now, to let me tell this story. Uh, Take care. Hello, hello, this is Chapeau Claudette for Life is a Hat Party Podcast. I know you haven't seen me for a while. 
I have two podcasts, one that I do religiously every Monday, that's where the Heavenly Bodies are, and it's a big week coming up, I just want to plug this a little bit, there is a moon festival happening in London because this is the week that they are sure, I mean most people are, I'm on the fence, not really, I don't know, it doesn't matter, this is all a holograph experience, anyway, (laughs) I have to say I was so crazy, but I just want to say that this week is the anniversary of 50 years that the Americans went to the moon. And I am really excited about that because it proves something that I've been trying to share with the podcast listening community. If you want to know more about that, you need to go to where the heavenly bodies are, Sky Astrology. That is my podcast and you We'll find out more tomorrow. Okay, let's get back to Life is a Hat Party where I just, you know, randomly and spontaneously interview people that I have the honor of getting to meet. And I had that very special honor on June the 16th. It was Father's Day. It was a friend's birthday and his daughter's birthday and his wife's birthday. And we had a barbecue, which is the noise in the background. So please be tolerant of that. And there was uh, one of the oldest, most reverend veterans who is from Brooklyn, but he has um, medals from England and France and probably Italy as well for World War II. He is a lecturer and I explain all the amazing things that he's done. He is a doctor, but more importantly, he is someone who is talking about PTSD and the invisible scars of war, which brings me to why I am publishing this on Bastille Day because Bastille Day is the day of the French Revolution experience. What's the French Revolution? It is the time that is celebrated in France. It's called La Fête Nationale, where basically the common person got fed up. And mostly times the common people go to war. Even still today, um, the commoners are the ones on the front line. And that I have a problem with that and so I think it's important for us to notice in the week as well because this is a little bit you know clouded in the week that we celebrating you know going to the moon right and viewing the earth from the moon and real if you realize that as Carl Sagan always says that we're a pale blue dot why are we fighting against each other why aren't we sharing our earth? Why do we have to separate um, each other into categories and um, devalue people so that uh, other people feel that they are more worthy? So that is my question. But the answer lies in the fact that there's nothing really good coming out of war. Not immediately, not um in the later time and especially not mentally which is um, the theme of the book of Dr. Weiss so the interview will be more small talk Uh, we'll be eating as well so please excuse us Um, my friend will be asking a few questions and it's just a laid-back interview but as you know I am a milliner by trade and uh, Stephen has a lot of hats and has worn a lot of hats and so just you know enjoy and um, know that uh, I'll be back if I meet somebody else who crosses my path and I'm happy to interview otherwise I wish you and yours a fantastic moment as I always do and I really would like to invite you to uh, subscribe to the Sky Astrology podcast because it's something that I do every week. This one I don't do so much, if you notice, but it is a very special um, podcast because it's the one where I documented my mother's um, life partly and interviewed her, and she passed away this month. So um, I'll be doing another podcast about that as well. 
yeah so that's it for now uh enjoy the rest of the interview and until next time it's chapeau claudette aka claudette because i love clouds and looking up keep looking up people keep looking up episodes have been about the same thing and this will be also about the same theme because I feel I need to keep telling this story until someone hears me like a child who keeps telling their story until somebody believes them so where do we start that's at the beginning the introduction Well, if you are aware that there's been a lot of revelations about human trafficking, sexual abuse, maybe you only hear about Jeffrey Epstein, maybe you don't hear about the large number of children that disappear every day. Maybe you didn't hear about the Wayfair that people are calling a conspiracy. But the fact is that children who belong to somebody, who their parents who take care of them are going missing every day around the world. And it is a fact that children are being sold for human trafficking purposes and that's the last thing that children are supposed to be for this is a crime against humanity and there are a lot of voices shouting and the reason or the prompt to even make this podcast here was that I saw a video that was quite shocking not horribly explicit, no. It was just the results of abuse, which the worst thing was seeing these children with these dark eyes, which is connected to um, this kind of traumatization that goes on. And this is a medical process, the production of Andromedone, oh, I can't pronounce it right, and I don't even want to pronounce it right, to be honest, anyway, they used the song from an artist, Lauren, children to rescue the children who are right now being abused and groomed and killed and this is the problem because even for me to say that it's like I can't believe I'm saying these things but 
when I heard this music to and the picture that were so vivid the reality seeing children you know in distress and the song the lyrics saying that they were going to be rescued I wanted to share that on Instagram and I shared it and I thought this needs to be shared and I shared it to friends and I asked them to share it within a few minutes it was gone because Instagram wrote to the original person who shared it that it wasn't uh, adhering to the community guidelines. Uh, So I guess they didn't say, because I did one where I had the music of Massive Attack, and maybe it wasn't able to do that because of the music rights. But this one didn't say it was because of the music, right? It said it because it violated their guidelines. And then I thought their community guidelines are O-U-R community guidelines. So I thought, right. Whose guidelines or who is it? Your post goes against our community guidelines. We removed your post because it goes against our community guidelines. If you learn and follow our guidelines, you can prevent your account from being deleted. Post removed August 23rd, 2020. Yeah. Whoa. So, wow. I didn't, I thought, wow, this is, you know, this is just a smoking gun. Because on so many levels, it it wasn't, uh, this is to protect children, this is to raise awareness, and unless the author that has the rights of the music is protesting against that, which they probably aren't, then there's a problem. So, of course, it got me to thinking about this. I reached out to the person who had posted it, and I reposted the music from Spotify of the song, and I had to revisit some realities, or just seeing what the theme was today, and I know that because today that started on the 23rd has just gone into the 24th, it's a five day, two point two plus three is five, and it's the fifth house, and it's the Leo house where our sun is shining and we need to shine the light on these dark places, and we need to start telling our own story.
be an all-American girl, all-American family. It was whispered that she was being sexually abused at home. And I don't remember a lot of moments in my high school, but I remember this. And I remember choosing incest and finding out how widespread and being shocked at how much of an epidemic it was. And this is in 1981. So here we are 40 years later. And we still have a major problem. It's getting worse. So a couple of days ago, read a post from a woman called Alexa Rose Betts on Instagram who actually had her account taken down because she was exposing doing a lot of posts about pedophilia and uh, they took her account but she opened up another one and people followed her and she does a lot of posts spreading awareness so I saw this post of hers uh, probably on the 22nd 23rd and it says I am so 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 upset and disappointed in my city this is in the UK she said today my cousin and I showed up to a protest to support to show our support and march for the children and there were five other freaking people there not even the organizer showed then she said I have a second picture that's taken at the same location in the peak of the pandemic at a Black Lives Matter protest says I mean it didn't help that Facebook was censoring her event but that's only one platform I messaged people who were supposed to be there and they were either too tired or too busy or some other excuse but everybody showed up and there are thousands to support BLM, Black Lives Matter, so they could hold a sign and go home and never do anything to support the movement again because it was cool. Guess what? 10 million children currently experiencing modern day slavery and over 40% of them are black.
brothers or cousins or mothers or female relatives for that matter. While all of this is traumatizing people outside of family, home, and family, the Sedinskys, the teachers, and the priests account for far fewer cases of child sexual abuse.
well not even last year actually you know just in recent years I had found out there were a lot of coincidences between myself and Charlotte Solomon the artist German artist that lived in the same street that I lived in when I went eventually moved to Germany didn't know about Charlotte Solomon long story that you can probably read with or listen to sorry from the other podcast because I've been telling the story in bits but the reason I'm telling the story now in reference to pedophilia and the abuse against our children is obviously because this trauma is living on in consciousness is not about me it's about the consciousness that is living on through all of us through so many of us there's this and this incest is so rampant and when we are not talking about it when we are not owning up to it which is why Alexa Rosebetts don't have people showing up because probably nine out of ten times that's too close to home our own trauma to be to hold space for these children's trauma and we have to you know address the child within us who's still hiding from the truth of this sexual abuse this incest with the people we love or the feeling not even knowing if it's wrong I know some instances where people were thinking it was normal to fall in love with their parents in that sexual way. So there's something seriously not right here. And so I wanted to share that reality with you. recorded a bit of a keynote speech from a well-known art historian, Gazelda Pollack, who I met at the Jewish Library when I went to see the exhibition of Charlotte Solomon, and I had listened to this the day or two before I went to the exhibition, and she repeated more or less the facts and after 20 years of studying the life of Charlotte Solomon she makes a very good case for say for um, concluding that Charlotte Solomon was abused by her grandfather and she shows two photo paintings she showed them in the video and then she showed them when I watched and she showed them when I was there at the museum in her uh, lecture in her talk and they were of a monster with long arms and long legs hanging in the bath in the hallway outside of the bathroom I couldn't believe it. In the bathroom, 
as I remember in the bath, the toilet is close enough to the bathtub to be swallowed up in. So, these, this childhood, <laughs> these childhood memories are like 60, 70, 80 years old. Plaguing me as a child across the world. Do you understand? This is unbelievable, but it is absolutely true. Children are four. 